The Everything Sequel Podcast is brought to you by Brew Bar and Tuity Fitness. The Everything Sequel Podcast contains explicit language. Because we learned it from you, Dad. Welcome to the Everything Sequel Podcast. This is the Twilight Edition. My name is Michael Schantz of the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, you know who he is. You can't be fooled. Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions. Hello, Tom. You nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster? I'd like to show you on my notes where I... Gave a little asterisk next to that quote. Because <laughs> I not... thought that's absolutely the best one to go through out of all these movies I've watched. You know what I think every time I hear that line? <laughs> I think I always For have starters, the starters that 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 intimates that you you've seen this. <laughs> these movies multiple times. A few times. Yeah. <laughs> um, I always think. I bet Kristen Stewart is a rough drunk. <laughs> you know, as when I hear when I hear her do that line, which is you know ostensibly in a in a parking lot, um, I can just see her at two a.m. outside the dive bar. You know, it's those it's those vapor thin white girls you got to be worried about. You were talking to who in the corner? <laughs> You know, their fathers have the means and resources to dispose of your body. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. This is well, all speculation. It's not. This is not based on a true oh, no. story. I, I, I would like to think that the audience knows that this is not based on any type of research or uh, investigative techniques. Yeah. I just hope that nothing happens subsequently that makes that incri- makes this look incriminating. <laughs> All right, so, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking not about the Twilight series, as I might have said before, Tom. We're talking about the Twilight saga. <laughs> and Very important is, distinction. Right? This is, this is your attempt to get back at me. Yeah, this is, uh, for, for those of you who didn't listen to our Harry Potter series or um, haven't been keeping up with... Uh, our our recent episodes. This is Mike's punishment for putting me through the ordeal of the Harry Potter movies. And but by, by the way, as an there addend- are so what? many parallels between these two series. There really is. I'm and very by the, excited. Except by the way, is one's good and one's not. <laughs> by the way, is it a don't 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 bait me yet? Come on, we we got we got a we've got time for this. Um. By the way, as an addendum to that. Just a like, a, a extra slap in the face. HBO Max have now put the Harry Potter movies back on. Yes. Okay. You sent <laughs> now, me a now, message about that. I can't remember if I replied. But not only that, but also now on some of the movie channels are that last Die Hard. Uh, yeah. There. And there's oh. Some, 
There's like a slew of movies that you and I had to pay for that all of a sudden I was like, fucking fuck. Now these are all free. I would and the, <laughs> while you while you <laughs> while we're on the topic, uh, Dark Knight Rises, which we had to pay for. That was the other free. one. That was the other one. Yes. So, poss- it's possible that the person you know who controls uh, streaming of movies has has a real grudge against us, <laughs> right? But we're yeah, so enemies. It was so hard to see those movies, and now they're back on HBO Max. It, it it just makes me want to give up all over again. I risk my life to see the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> Listen back to the episodes, and you'll find out why. Yeah. But um, I, I'm I'm very angry with the uh, the people who uh, abruptly pulled the Harry put Potter it movies on, from HBO then Max. Abruptly put, took them off. Yeah. So they feels can... like they're toying with us. <laughs> So that you could attempt to get out of it, what, what realizing, t- oh no, I got you covered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while we're t- while we're talking about punishment, and you know, this is this has been a long time coming. Yeah. Uh, we were supposed to just take a palate cleanser with the Rambo movies, which is a a, a sentence you'll only hear on this podcast. Um. <laughs> But you know, we got some great special guests: Matthew Aldrich, Pete the Retailer. Yeah. Uh, the Batman movies were mostly free. Uh, right. <laughs> Mike kept uh, all but one then, and all of them now. Mike kept suspiciously putting new movie series on his DVR and telling me we had to watch them. <laughs> uh, but you know, revenge is a is a dish best served undead. I can't argue. And I think you got off easy. It's oh, like I did. Seven, seven movies versus four. You know, mythology that's easy to understand. <laughs> a multi-part movie division that makes sense. You're on easy street, pal. Oh, compared to what I had to go through. Get the fuck <laughs> out. If you think these two last two movies separated are done better... Then Harry Potter, you are smoking the pipe of crack. You're crazy. That's exactly what I do think. Ugh. Everything so, you think about Harry Potter and all your complaints, I started noticing in my notes, are my complaints yeah. for this series. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this is a, a rare point of complete diversions between us. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna have to do those movies at some point as well, aren't we? Uh, yeah. <laughs> speaking of speaking of underwhelming teen fantasy movies, um, right? That I also get confused with something else, like the Maze Runner. Is that the? <laughs> is that the other? I don't know which one's which. At least you were confused. Uh, at least, at least you're aware of your confusion. I would be happy to say that those are the same in the same series. <laughs> if they might be, for all I know, I don't know. <laughs> Um, so, so that's where we're at. And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's very difficult to find, find, find a, a movie series of sequels that would uh, annoy Mike. And, uh, you, you let it slip during the Harry Potters that, that you were none too, well now to be none too pleased with some of these movies. To be fair, I was, I wasn't 
I wasn't announcing my displeasure with these movies during that that episode. What I was talking about was uh, Stephen King talking about the difference between these two movies because he loves Harry Potter, in which he said those stories are about empathy and friendship and 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 courage and bravery and and the list goes on for the for the number of themes that you could talk about in the Harry Potter series and he said twilight's just about how important it is to have a boyfriend and yes. i don't think you can deny that um i don't deny it but but i i don't think it's it's a bad notion to base to base a bunch of movies on all right well We'll I'm, se- no, I'm so totally serious. We'll get it. You know, that. you can't. Not everything can be Citizen Kane, Mike. Clearly. Sometimes you just want a movie that can wash over you, and these movies are, are like a, a gentle tide. <laughs> <laughs> At least as far as I'm concerned. All right, you want. Uh... I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into the declaring. Or Some, anything sometimes quite I yet. don't want subtext, is what I'm saying. Sometimes well, I just. Sometimes I just want to. This is your series. <laughs> this is my series. I say sometimes I wouldn't want to watch. It's like having a. I want to have a. The older I get, the more I realize I want to have a balanced movie diet, and sometimes that means watching movies that that don't make you better people, but you know, just improve your. Your Improve immediate your surroundings. <laughs> Improve, you know, just, just, you know, let you, you know, you, you, you start watching them at the end. You go, oh, <laughs> this is four movies that did that for me. Okay. Here's the thing. I do not hate these movies. I know. I know. I mean, it's impossible to find I you're find... so gen. You're so generous. I mean, like <laughs> listening to you on the "How Dare You" podcast, I knew this was doomed to failure <laughs> because you see the good in so much badness. <laughs> all right, but well, but I mean, I have lots to say on the subject. All right. Yeah. Uh, these movies. As long as it's uncomfortable for you, that's all I care about. These movies are strange. All right. <laughs> because I don't think they are. They're terrible. But they're what? also every bit as good as they are terrible. Oh. Now I might my, I might I might agree with that. Here's my here's my overall take for the Twilight oh, series, okay? Nice. Especially mm-hmm. the sequels. Actually include the include the fucking original too. <laughs> there are are a total of five movies in this series. Uh-huh. Four of them sequels. Of those sequels. Three of the sequels have what I can only describe as the Three's Company version of plot. They're all Three's Company episodes. They're all based Mm -hmm. on misunderstandings, and they're all misunderstandings that are so fucking easily, should be easily found out. Right. You know, that I can't believe we're hanging an entire fucking movie on this, which mm-hmm. makes me think about the books, which I, of course, have not read. So is this what's happening in the books? That's what I want to know. Interesting. You say Three's Company. I say Romeo and Juliet. 
Okay, that's my next point. I think she thinks she's being Shakespearean. Yes, she is she not. <laughs> that's that she just isn't. This isn't Romeo and Juliet level drama. This isn't only if this had happened and only if they'd done that. If only this word got to Romeo, then he wouldn't have. Kn- he would have known that it's an. It, that's not. None of that is present. It's. He calls on the phone, and Jacob, worst actor in the world, answers it and says, "No, I'm sorry. Her father is preparing for a funeral." <laughs> Edward assumes this is Bella and just hangs up and crushes his phone and goes off to commit suicide. Uh Uh-huh. If he just asked one more question, like, whose fucking funeral? He'd have realized it was not for his daughter and not for the love of his life. But it all works out. It all works out fine in the end. I'll say we, <laughs> this is good. This is not going to annoy you and everyone, and probably in Western civilization. But in oh. some senses, it's an improvement on the ending of Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> For fuck's sake, Jesus Christ! So, should Romeo and Juliet all have been just a, a vision as well? Is that what you're saying? Well, you know, I don't think Shakespeare. Everything was looking... you just saw didn't happen. Well, Shakespeare wasn't looking for a sequel. To be to be um to be completely fair to you, although I, I am enjoying the amount of suffering I'm hearing. <laughs> I have I have a lot of um uh um ontological questions about how these visions work. <laughs> you <laughs> Which have to. There's are no not choice. resolved by the end of Breaking Dawn Part Two. <laughs> no. These visions seem to serve whatever function they need to in the story. At the time they need to fulfill them in the story. Here's my other thing, and I can't believe I'm saying these words out loud, but Breaking Dawn Part 2, the only thing it does for me, not the only thing, but the the, the biggest takeaway I have for that movie is, I think we need one more movie. <laughs> well, that's where you and I come in, right? <laughs> That's that's why this is the perfect series for us in so, so yeah, many I mean, ways. We'll, obviously, we'll be taking care of that at some point, but uh-huh. I can't believe that the books end there. Yeah, that's true. There's well, so much it's... more story to be told. Clearly, yeah, it sort of does a it does a kind of clue like uh, multiple choice ending. Right. For us, it which just is, doesn't uh, have the or this could have happened, which you, you, or yeah. did it happen this way, right? Um, but I mean, we'll get it. We'll get into that because the whole idea of of visions being self fulfilling prophecies is is an idea that comes and goes mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to the point of absurdity and nonsensicalness. <laughs> There's so much that's nonsensical about the, the the things that happen in these movies, but I don't mind saying like I'm kind of a fan. Oh, great! They're not good, but they're they're pretty like delicious. They 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 really do create their own world with their yes. own rules that yes. that you know that are self-contained that like. And 
And that's what you want from monster fantasy. It yeah, doesn't, and in that it, way, yeah. I think they they really truly are successful on their Absolute, own terms. Yeah, yeah, completely on their own terms, and yeah. that's definitely where I'm coming from because, uh, you know, I, I I feel that that each of these sequels kind of achieves its own level of quality that 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 is no, nothing to <laughs> do with the rest of the world no its but, own level of no quality? but it is completely on its own like in in terms of if you think about ranking and declaring good or bad right i'm doing it in relation to the standards that these movies have set for themselves not uh, really no, okay that's where i've been struggling is should i be doing that or not <laughs> <laughs> well i had a similar struggle so Basically, it was very easy for me to rank and declare. But once I had done that, I, the hard part was uh, I had to dig deep and do a lot of soul searching to justify that to myself <laughs> and also in anticipation of having to justify it to you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's... Uh, well, but, um, at the end of the day, I think I went with the larger picture, greatest, great, greater cinema at large. Okay, good, because I have not done that. Making my decisions, and it sounds like you stuck with uh, the self-contained world of Twilight, and only that. So, it'll be nice to well, juxtapose those against each other. Yeah, I think I think between between us, we might have a fair idea of what these movies are. Yeah. Well, let me ask you then. Yes. Which Twilight Saga movie is the best Twilight Saga movie of the bunch? Well, this was this was incredibly easy for me. Me too. Uh, do you want to say you've yours? chosen right? Do you want to say yours first, or shall I? I'll tell you mine. Go on then. My favorite Twilight Saga movie is the Twilight Saga. Eclipse. Yay! <laughs> Mike did good. Yeah, hands down. It's I just by think, far. I just think it's it's the it's the slickest and most accomplished version of 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 what of, they wanted to do. Of what they want to do with these movies. Exactly. Not only that, it's the only one that doesn't have a Three's Company <laughs> plot. <laughs> Like the plot doesn't all the other movies the plot starts at least halfway through the movie. Yeah, and just everything everything is a little elevated. The dialogue, the actors seem a bit more interested. The horror and action is handled in quite a a legitimate way compared to the other movies, I think. Yeah. Um and I was interested to I you know, I don't normally look into who directed what, but um I, I did that notice that since all these directors were different, I you know I could tell watching them that all these directors were different, or at least, uh, at least uh, nominally, I know part one and part two of Breaking Dawn are the same person. But right. Let's call that one movie for now. Um, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, and David Slade, I saw, had done some interesting, some stuff that I I have liked, like uh, Hard Candy and um, Thirty Days of Night. Thirty Days of Night and a lot of ep a lot of episodic television too. An episode of Breaking Bad, Black uh, Mirror. 
as well. Black, and some, exactly. And some really say, good episodes of Black Mirror as well. Some great episodes of Black, or, so, uh, Black Mirror. And, and I think like five episodes of Hannibal. And it just felt, I mean, the movie just felt a little more knowing and self-aware about what it was. And yeah. it felt like it really, je- the, the, the idea of, of a Twilight movie really gelled here, kind of coagulated in a really pleasing way. I mean, it's the third in the series, so I'm always going to say that. But um, <laughs> it, is a, the, it is amazing. I'm finally on the, the, the movie three page. But it is amazing how often that third movie just, you know, lives in the pocket. As as uh, a wonderful term that Mike's introduced from his singing shows, um, <laughs> no, but it is. I mean, it's it's like everything just kind of comes together and and feels right. And and the the things I didn't like about New Moon, there was a kind of course correction on those as well. Um, and I like the kind of I like the through line of you know uh, of um like making vampires you know to you know making new vampires to attack the old vampires i thought yeah. it was like a nice a nice twist on well and it felt um there there's not a lot of horror to me in these movies and that movie has some of that especially not up until that point now yeah um and and so i think that's another reason why the movie works is that there it's are excellent. actual horror elements there is an actual plot for this movie that from beginning to end you understand the machinations of of what's going on the, yes. the good versus the bad and and all of that just lends to a, an overall better experience as a film goer just to underline it that works. i would say i would say the cold open of Eclipse has more genuine menace. Has my more friends. genuine menace in it than yeah. perhaps the entirety of the series. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and certainly more than than anything in New Moon. Because <laughs> it's the only movie with a cold open too. Oh yeah, well there you go. It, it's yeah. the only real sequel of the bunch then. Because as right. we know, you gotta have a cold open in your sequel. <laughs> yeah, come on. Get For some together. reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your second favorite movie uh, in the series? This this got a little muddy, and in fact, I've gone back and forth on it a few times. Uh, and again, I have it's... to go back and forth. I, I okay. I had to give it some thought, but it wasn't a lot of thought, and then I firmly planted on 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 my second. Yeah, it's really really close. Uh, well, I'm, I'll do. I'll do it. You know, I'll. I'll give you the options. Well, there's only. Oh, should three. I? Or does? Or does that spoil? <laughs> does that spoil the next one? I suppose that spoils the next one. I won't do that. That's. I was, I was like. I was like. Why don't we? Why don't we? Uh, tell. Tell the listeners what we think. What we're considering. Like, what are the? What are the two considering? It's like, oh, because it blows the next one. Yeah, <laughs> ba- basic like game show suspense rules that I'm breaking here. <laughs> um. I'll, I'm happy to tell you mine. If, if go you, on then, yeah. My second favorite is uh, Breaking Dawn Part Two. Okay, well, <laughs> um, that's interesting. And basically, for one reason and one reason only, the more Michael Sheen you have in your movie, I think the better it is for the movie. That movie has the most Michael Sheen. I'm on board for Breaking go. Dawn Part Two. And I yeah, got problems I mean, with Breaking Dawn Part 2, which we'll discuss, but of 
these four movies, that's number two on the list for sure. My two, I mean, my two favorite performances of the series are in that movie, and one of them is Michael Sheen, and the other is Dakota Fanning. Mm-hmm. For for literally the opposite reasons. <laughs> <laughs> the most grounded performance versus the least grounded performance <laughs> I have ever seen. Um, and you just appreciate it on that level? Oh, completely. Nice. I look into Michael Sheen's eyes and I see an actor who doesn't know what to do, so he is going to make every insane choice that comes through his mind. Right. <laughs> um... But ne- actually, neither of those are, are, were were contenders. Uh, wow. Okay, I gotta I gotta make a game day decision, and I am gonna say. Well, if neither one of those, wait, if do you mean either Breaking Dawn? Because that's only one other choice then. No, no, Breaking Dawn Part Two wasn't one of the contenders. Oh, I got okay. So it's between one and New. It, yeah. Tom, you're, you're about I don't to, know. I really you're don't about know. To fuck some shit up. You're about to make a terrible, terrible choice. Just so you know. New Moon. <laughs> Worst choice you could possibly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll loud. get into it when we get into the movie. But here, just <laughs> some. That's so funny. Right. Here, here's something you need to know about me. I love Lifetime movies. Okay, but I also it all makes sense. That's but I, I also needed. like but I also like production values, right? So the thing I don't like about lifetime movies is that they're clearly filmed in a Canadian Airbnb. <laughs> so when you have the, the the nucleus of a lifetime movie but with expansive sets and famous actors and you know all the money in the world for effects, it's a delicious combination. I'm gonna say New Moon, but I really like Breaking Dawn Part One. Wow. That there's just one thing really that holds back Breaking Dawn Part One. See, story wise, I have my biggest problems with New Moon and Breaking Dawn Part One. But it depends how you define story. <laughs> right. So but no, but if we, you, we're gonna get in terms this. of story flow, I, those two movies are really work for me. Oh, interesting. I just feel like I'm carried along by those two movies in a way that, again, like a good Lifetime movie does for me. You don't have to pay too much attention, but you have to just check in on it now and again. <laughs> this is this is the bar. No, no, but this is but, but this, this is the this. bar. These movies have to meet. <laughs> I can make a sandwich while watching them and just sort of peek in on it. That's the, what you want. For for the record, well, I I because I know that you know anything anything subtextual will be explained at some point through the dialogue <laughs> and the no screenplay. Subtext. There's no subtext. There is, and then they say what the subtext is, so you're left in no doubt. Oh my god. Okay, so yeah, uh, well, there, there, you know my next. Well, you know them. <laughs> you know, you know my entire list now. <laughs> so yeah, you, you're, you're correct. You got Eclipse, and then your New Moon one two. Yeah. Um, and re- really, the the only thing that's holding back Breaking Dawn is a couple of, uh, big stylistic errors. 
in each of them. What do you mean? Oh, the Breaking Dawns, both of them? Yeah. What are we talking about? Effects? Uh, there's the the, the uh, Homeward Bound style wolf voiceover <laughs> section of Breaking Dawn Part 1. Oh boy, do I have problems. Because <laughs> that comes out of nowhere. That really does. That's what I mean. That's that, like and the it, only so it's movie. unfair, but it's like, you know, you have to recognize that that is in the movie, but you also have to recognize that it's not representative of the whole movie. Um, but if we're talking ranking, then that's gonna, you know, put it above and below the line. And, um, the, and for, <laughs> for Breaking Dawn Part 2, it's the deep fake baby all the way. I cannot get over it. I cannot okay. get over that deep fake baby. I, 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 I have, like, because <laughs> they obviously hired an actor. <laughs> I so, don't know what so, was the problem. So I was coming into Breaking Dawn Part 2 with this question for you. I was like, Tom, why is there so much fucking fake child? I don't, I don't know. know. But it kind of made me fall in love with the movie because it's an inexplicable choice that I don't <laughs> understand whatsoever because it's also when the child gets to a certain age. No. And, and she's at None the of the reason the child they hired to do the acting is at. Or, or at the very least, they're choosing to do that when she's uh, like a year or two younger. Like it just—it's—it it makes no sense that they made that every choice. every rationale you give yourself as to why there's a deep fake baby in the scene falls <laughs> apart as the movie goes on, and they keep using that deep fake baby. Yes. But I counter <laughs> has more Michael Sheen. <laughs> that's, right. That's, that's so. So Michael you've Sheen. got. So that's your number two, and what's your number three? All right, I have to admit that this was this was hard for me because on 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 my first watching, I I was so I was so against New Moon for so long. You don't like love. That's what this is no, about. No, see, that's the thing is that I do. No, but you can't because uh, this is just lots of love. Anyway, that's go the on. one with my most offensive. Like he's. No, he's he's planning a funeral right now. I I can't. I, I that one's that's a a plot point that is hard for me to get over. Okay. Um, my other huge problem with that is that his solution to that problem is to commit suicide. This is what? these these movies. It's a melodrama, give a Mike. Dangerous. It's not real these life. movies give a dangerous. Yeah idea of romantic love and the things that the choices you should make you're not wrong surrounding relationships that is hard for me to get over not to mention the you know the um fundamentalist christian undertones of of the basic storyline i wish they'd push that further that's the most interesting thing <laughs> to me about that movie if they had taken the idea of a soul and and do we have a soul? Are you choosing to give up your soul? Are like, I mean, you don't really. I don't think you hear this line until Breaking Dawn Part Two, where she says, "I was born to be a vampire." That whole idea, uh, the theological ideas behind it, and yeah. the sort of existential questions that that movie has, I found very interesting, and I wish they took those things further. Well. Yeah, except that they're not being posed as questions. It's just this no. this faintly disturbing 
sense of you know this this could be this could be fundamentalist christian propaganda if you want to see it that way but you don't have to see it that way right and i don't know i don't know if i'd want it to go all passion of the christ so here's the thing Uh, you know i still have to declare so i was juxtaposing all of what i just said about new moon with breaking dawn part one in which Mm. almost nothing happens See, you're wrong. That's what I thought while I was watching it too. But you break that movie down, that. everything happens. Yeah, but it's they get. They well, get we'll married. get we'll get there. We'll get there. Know, but there's a I, lot like, of big life events happen in that they, movie, right? So, and that's why I think you don't like love because they're all love related. <laughs> I am the biggest champion of love. I like not I. Pulling at my heartstrings, but only if I give a shit about any of the characters. And that's the one that I don't see. I'm talking myself out of it because <laughs> that's the that's the magic trick of these movies. Yeah, it is. They're not good enough for me to say I love these characters, but they're good enough that when they all end, I have the same feeling that I had at the end of the Back to the Future series. Like I'm like, man, did Bella ever go on a journey where we started, where we ended up? Holy yeah. shit. And that all happens in this movie. Yes. <laughs> so I'm trying to juxtapose these two movies against each other. There are things that I love and things that I hate. And yeah. so at the end of the day, okay. Oh, in razor thin, I went breaking dawn part one first and new moon last. Okay. Yeah. I could have gone that way. I think. Yeah. No, I couldn't because of the deep fake baby, but really only because of the deep fake baby. Well, that's part two more. Well, that's what I mean. That's why it's at the bottom for me. I see. Okay. I could have I could have flipped New Moon and Breaking Dawn part one easily. Yeah. Yeah. And I could too. All right. Let's go. Let's I have on. so many problems with New Moon, but again, in, in the idea of like succeeding on its own terms, I think it's really kind of delicious, but. Yeah. All right. Good, bad. Well, you're gonna you're gonna think this is a setup. <laughs> oh my god! But Tom. I assure you, I have weighed the pros and cons. And you're accusing I... me of no objectivity. Well, yeah. We all remember when you completely uncritically said all the Harry Potter movies were good because they fucking are. Well, <laughs> we know that not to be true. We know it to be true. America is on my side. The problem was, you know, I I They're want... all good. That's what you're saying. Come on, say it. I dare they you. They all achieved a level of quality subpar. That was roughly the same. <laughs> that was a, that was about the same and I have def- chosen to define that as good. So they're all good. The problem with that, <laughs> aside from what you just mentioned, is how wrong you are. That's the. Problem. I don't think I have ever said an entire movie sequel series is good before on this podcast. <laughs> I'm a little weirded out by the fact that Twilight <laughs> is the first time I have done that. That's amazing. Because there we have done movies far far better than than any of these movies that we're doing now. Yes. On the other hand, we I don't think we've seen this level of consistency. So 
There you go. All right. No, no longer. No, Batman and Robin being a good movie is no longer the thing to hold against me. Now it's this. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Wow. Wow. I know. What do you think? I assume the same. <laughs> I wish I could. I will go so far as to say the Twilight Saga Eclipse is a good movie. Yes. Okay. But I can't say it about any of the others. I will say that I enjoy them. Mm-hmm. But they're not good movies. So, New Moon, Breaking Dawns, 1 and 2, they're not good. And that's because they have these deeply flawed choices. The the mm. deep fake baby, the wolves fucking inner thought <laughs> a deep, chat. It's a deeply, deeply flawed deep fake. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, the the... The choices that the characters make in New Moon, I just find, I don't know, if, if that movie, if that movie was set in like the 1600s and it, they, they, like. But that's his lineage, I, I, you know, Mike. That's his lineage. That's what it's leaning into. Yeah, but I think that movie's like actively doing damage to young hearts and minds with the choices they have that their characters make. I, I can't forget. There's it. definitely something to be said about that in all of these movies. Girl. Yeah. I agree with that. And so, you know, but I forgive them because it's the Christian thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I could just take the easy way out, you know, but I'm not going now, to. <laughs> those three are bad. Good day okay. to you, I say. Well, we know where we stand. Yeah. And, the the weird the weirdest part of this all is I will probably probably be agreeing with you a lot of the time. In essence, you're not gonna have a choice. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> you you know that I'm gonna bring up <laughs> what actually happens in the movie, and you're gonna say that's a fair point. But <laughs> you're gonna be saying yes, but a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I mean we're getting onto New Moon next, so no need to talk yeah. about it in detail. But I feel like. Going back to directors, I think Chris Weitz has got a decent handle on this movie. And that's what that's part of what I like about it. I won't disagree with that. It's uh like most of my problems are are the writing. And and so to me that has to also go back to the books. And also you seen have you seen to have a problem with Taylor Lautner, which we're definitely coming at things from different directions. Tom. Uh, I have a real um, soft spot for Taylor Lautner. I really do. I think he's a very charming young man. He's a and I, and I will, awful and I, actor. He is and the off, weak off air, link. I will show you a clip of a TV show that will make you fall in love with Taylor Lautner in a way you wouldn't imagine possible. All I'm going to say is... Not in these movies, but no, yeah. off to the I side of them. I find him infinitely charming. Like, he draws you in, but he's also... Like, for me, constantly in every movie, he's the reason why I'm going, ugh, for, ugh. <laughs> like, well, not... yeah, but, I, I, like, you, if you keep... If only a did... capable actor handled that moment, then then <laughs> I, I would probably be saying good movies like you. Hmm. And all I'm saying is, 
I can think of, aside from Twilight movies, I remember a movie, I believe I'm right, called Abduction. I can't think of a single other thing he's been in. Kristen Stewart, she's in our lives. Robert Pattinson, he's in our lives. All these other actors, like, individually. Rami Malek's in the last fucking movie. You know Ed, what I mean? Everyone's in the last movie. Yeah, he has an Oscar. There are Everyone from The people, Walking Dead. Yeah, in this movie. <laughs> or in these movies. Yeah. And there are a reason they're still in our lives, because they're far more engaging, better actors, I think. Hmm. So... I'll leave it there. <laughs> he gets better. No, he stays look, the look same. Look at me! Look at me pulling the, child, the teenage actor right? getting better card. I like we are the exact we're we're in opposite. the twilight zone of this podcast. Never right. mind the twilight saga. It's the bizarro world. <laughs> All your arguments from Harry Potter are my current arguments. Oh, wait till we get to them. I have things to say about the multi-part movies. Bring it on. All right. I've seen the light. <laughs> Fucking fuck. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have to write in on this one. I mean, man, I cannot wait to talk about these fucking movies, Tom. So, please, fans, join us in the in the debate, in the conversation. We need to know what you think. Find the Everything Sequel Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Send us an email to everythingsequel at gmail.com. For Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions, I am Michael Schantz of the How Dare You Awards. Tom, it's Twilight Saga. New Moon coming up. Say goodbye. I am hotter than you. <laughs> I probably am, actually. This closet is, is nasty. <laughs> Stay tuned, everyone. You'll be hearing from us. Does the coronavirus have you feeling oogie? Have you been sitting on your couch for weeks? Nay, have you been sitting on there for months? Well, it's time for you to get back in shape. Check out 2AT Fitness. You can find them on Instagram. You can find them on Facebook. 2AT Fitness was started by Tina Bernard. She is ready and raring to go to help you get back into the shape you want to get into. They've got all kinds of classes. They've got outdoor in-person classes. They've got online classes if that's what you prefer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get back in shape. You're going to find a variety of exercises. You're going to have strength training, cardio, weightlifting, even fun five-minute burnouts that will push you to your limits. So get off the couch, get into shape. Go ahead and check out Tuity Fitness. Tina Bernard has got you for all your needs. I know her personally. She's fantastic. You're not going to meet a better person to help you become the new you. Check it out. If you're anything like me, you spend the majority of the day wondering whether you want coffee, beer, or wine. Whichever way you fall, Brew Bar has you covered. Located in the heart of 3rd Avenue Village in glorious downtown Chula Vista, California, which is also my neck of the woods, Brew Bar is a coffee shop, bar, and eatery rolled into one delightful package. Tim and Alex run the place, and let me tell you listeners, these guys know their coffee. 
And after you've been in their company, so will you. They turned me on to pour over and it's literally all I drink now. If for some crazy reason you don't want to try the best coffee in the world, they've got espresso drinks, all kinds of teas, and even coffee cocktails. You heard me. Coffee tails. And we're just getting started. Bottle service on craft beer and wine, alcoholic and caffeinated potions, an all-day food menu with plenty of vegan options. All served up in an atmosphere hip enough to know you're getting the best quality, but not too hip that you feel the need to drive to 7-Eleven and get a bucket of brown swill. Brew Bar. It's the best place to be for beer, wine, coffee and tea. And if you go, you might even see me.